Welcome, everybody, to another amazing episode. And uh, normally I know I come and I say something really funny and we make a bunch of noises. That's your opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I like to think it's funny. Uh, And today we've got an amazing guest. And so I want to make sure that we really take this time uh, for the value that it is. I mean, time is our most valuable asset. And we have the one and only Rico Smith of Mad Paper. Yo, yo, I'm here. Thanks (laughs) for having me, guys. studio. Awesome, oh, awesome. Man. Glad to be here, man. Glad to be here. Provide value. We are so blessed for your appearance and for you taking the time out of your day to hop on this this podcast with us. Absolutely. Super excited. Guys, we're going to keep it uh, really straightforward today. We are going to have Rico share his story with you, share some of the amazing things that, that he's been blessed to do, and uh, then at the end, if there's anything that uh, you know, Rico wants to, to share as far as ways that you can uh, work with him or ways that you can uh, improve uh, your current trajectory, then uh, Rico is going to share some of those opportunities for sure. But Rico, I really want to just have you uh, open up and tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from and yeah. and start no there. No problem, man. Yeah, man. Cool, cool. Well, thank you for giving me your story, Jacob. And, and Trey, I know yours. But first and foremost, uh, I'm Rico Smith. Uh, born 1989, March 15th. I'm a Pisces baby. (laughs) (laughs) Rico, it's so funny you say that. We just had another guest in here for the podcast. Okay. And and we walked out and... your, your beautiful car was outside. I said, oh, wow. <laughs> I said, that's the yeah. best car. It's and a little she said, wow, how old, how old is he? I said, 30. She goes, no way. He looks like he's like 22. Wow, that's a compliment. Wow. <laughs> that's awesome, man. You know, it's, 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 it's some of the fruits of the labor. It's, it's, it is. It's a blessing to have, Trey. It oh, is. man. Yeah, but you, I would never guess you were an 80s baby. But continue. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm like almost a 90s baby because it was 89. But uh, yeah, you know, I'm an open book, Trey. Jacob, uh, born and raised in Memphis, Tennessee, to my mom and dad, Atlanta Walker and Reginald Smith. And, you know, one thing about me is I'm very transparent on my background. Uh, Being raised to my mom and dad was awesome, but, you know, they made some small, irresponsible choices in life, okay? Uh, My mother, she chose the streets, um, and my father did as well. And he did time in the penitentiary. Mm. So... You know, he did 10 years to be exact, and that time that he was not in my life was vital. Uh, I didn't have a father figure. So during that time of of growing up in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, which is a tough city, everybody know, you know, if if you're born and raised and you make it in Memphis, you can make it anywhere. Amen. I was blessed, very, very blessed to be raised by my two grandmothers and my late grandfather, okay? okay? They pulled me out of that tough situation, and they put me in school. You know, they put food in front of me. Uh, They taught me how to be a man. They put the Bible in front of me. Mm. They taught me about God, okay? And they also told me that you could do anything that you put your mind to if you were willing to believe in yourself and work your ass off, all right? I'm I'm just transparent. That's what it was. Absolutely. So to be honest with you, Trey, you know, that was fantastic to be raised by my my, my two grandmothers, to to, to seek silence in my grandfather when he was alive, and, and it was just incredible. But... I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I went to Ridgeway High School, which was a good high school. I was able to to move out of the ghetto and live in the suburbs and go to Ridgeway when I was living with my grandmother in the Shady Grove area, right? But during that time, I had to still witness my mom and dad suffer, okay? And that did something to me. When I was 12, 13, 14 years old, I would see their dire situations. And that would motivate me intensely, man. 
it would give me this innate desire in myself to say, you know what? I'm sick and tired of seeing my mom and dad in this situation. Yeah. I want to do something about it. And I am going to do something about it. Okay. And so I took the energy and in, in, in the efforts uh, of what my two grandmothers were, were putting into me. And I poured it all into myself and I sought out self-development, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Okay. Self-development and personal development changed my life early on. I overdosed on personal development. It was like, you know, God gave me this tool and said, look, I'm going to open up your mind and you're going to use it to create the lifestyle you want. So you will forever be able to help your mom and dad. Mm -hmm. And that's when I sought out self-development books at 13 years old, 14 years old, going wow. to middle school, leading up to high school, you know. That's incredible. And to be honest, I was, I was great at basketball. I could play football. And, you know, some of my, my peers and my, my students, not my students, but my partners who were students <laughs> at the time. I, I say students all the time. I got students my now. My students. I know. We'll talk about that soon. But, at yeah. Coaching. But they, they, <laughs> <laughs> they would say, you know what, Rico, man, I mean, you got a great jump shot. Won't you, you know, join the basketball team and see if you can make it on the basketball team? Maybe you can have a future there. And I was just like, man, I, I don't want to do that. You know, they say, well, you could play football, too. I said, I don't want to do that. Have you ever heard about Bob Proctor? You know, have you ever heard about Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich? These books will wow. allow you to open up your mind and co-create your reality. You know, and when I was speaking these things years ago, people just thought I was talking hocus pocus. You know, I would, mm -hmm. I would preach this stuff and say, hey, look, God has given us uh, a gift. We're just, we're sleep on it. We don't know about it. Yeah. It's called your subconscious. We got two Par levels of our mind, the conscious mind and the subconscious. What if you studied about that and opened up that vertex and created the life you want? You know, so I sought out more authors, man. I, I, I studied the, the self-development gurus, okay? Anthony Robbins, uh, Wayne Dyer, Les Brown, you know, Russ Whitney, Robert Kiyosaki, uh, of course, Napoleon Hill, you know, the, the Dalai Lama. You know, I, I started seeking out my mind on more things and taking in that information so I could learn how to co-create my life. And with that study, Trey, it led me to learn about wholesaling. Okay. It led me to learn about real estate investing as a whole. Wow. Because when I was reading these self-development books, it taught me that most millionaires and billionaires held their wealth in what? Real, real estate. estate. Oh, for sure. Yep. I, kept, I kept coming across that. It was like an all to yeah. together now. Just a common theme of everything you're, you're learning and expanding your mind and real estate keeps coming back. It keeps coming back. So I'm like, you know what? This is what I want to do. And I loved it. It was tangible. You know, if I put my money in it, I can go touch it. I can build relationships with people and, 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 and show off all of the, the, the self-development trench that I, I prepared for myself with reading the books. Beautiful. You know, I can, yeah. I can apply it now in real estate. And so I was excited, man. Now, you got to remember at this point, I understood that real estate was a big world. You know, I'm, I'm 18 years old. I'm okay. thinking about going to college. And it's so much in real estate that you could do. You could be the wholesaler. You could be the guy that, that, that buys the property, renovates it, and sells it. You could be a property manager. You could be a realtor. You could be the commercial guy who has the apartment buildings. And I think this is where most people get confused. Mm -hmm. they, they, they try to be the, the, the person of all trades, okay? And you got to remember that an undivided mind is an unfocused one. And that's in the word. Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure you can go back to that. You can't do everything at once and, and try to be a massive success. Yeah. Pick that one thing in that niche. Become a master at it. And then you can grow to other things. I think people mm -hmm. don't, don't understand that concept. 
they let them eat that their egos get beside themselves sometimes, right? Yeah. So I said, you know what? I'm going to master wholesaling and I'm going to stick to it. I love it. And that's what I did. And to be honest, guys, you know, when I started wholesale real estate, it was not easy for me. And for those listeners out there, there's probably scratching their head and saying, what is wholesale real estate when he's saying <laughs> <laughs> wholesale real estate is a phenomenal way to get started in real estate. It's the lowest entry level way to begin in real estate. Yeah. Right. And the biggest misconception about wholesale real estate is you need a license to start. You don't need a license to do it. OK. You're basically the middleman. You're connecting with a hungry real estate investor with cash. And you're aligning that real estate investor with a motivated seller who has a great discounted property for sale. I mean, wow. it's phenomenal. And you get paid <laughs> a fee for doing that, right? Being so a middleman. Being a middleman. Somebody has to do it. Somebody has to do it, okay? And so what this niche allows you to do is build your foundation, okay? Allow yourself to save some money up. Build some cash reserves up. Learn how to build relationships mm -hmm. with people. Learn how to analyze deals. Okay. Learn what comps are. Learn learn what ARV is. Most people don't know that. If what you is ARV? ARV is after repair value of a property, guys. Perfect. Okay. You learn all of these things in the lowest entry level, which is wholesaling. Mm -hmm. And that prepares you to become that real estate investor. All right. Cool. Now, so w when I started in wholesaling, uh, it was phenomenal for me, you know, because I allowed myself to get out of my comfort zone. I dropped out of college. Okay. I'm going to tell you this story. I dropped out of college, guys. I know many people are in college and they're trying to figure it out. For me, I had to make the decision. And this hurted my two grandmothers. And, of course, my grandfather. A lot of our audience is young. Okay. And you okay. Know, a lot of okay. what we put out is on TikTok. Like, especially so they understand. This, little, this little snippet oh, yeah. right here. We're going to put this on TikTok. Okay. I mean, it's not easy it's for not. someone to make that decision. That's right. But college is not the only way in 2019 and in 2020. That's right. There are a lot of ways to do that. And you're a testament to that. That's I right. mean, your personal story yeah, man. is incredible. I mean, I, I don't mean to interrupt. No, you're good. That's real. I mean, you're speaking to a much younger audience. A lot of our audience is probably either about to go to college or okay. in their first couple of years of college. Man, that's great. Or yeah. right outside of college. And they're like, man, there's got to be something better than this. That's yeah. right. Than working nine that, to five. Yeah. I, I'm that story. <laughs> yeah. That's right. You so, are. Okay. Yeah. Ultra relatable, right? Yeah. He gets ultra it. relatable. Okay. Yeah. Cool beans. Cool beans. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, in making that decision, it was very big. Mm -hmm. You know, I was going to school. Uh, my grandmothers wanted me to get that degree and, 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 you know, go to school, do something your mom and dad never did. Break mm -hmm. that generational curse. And I yeah. wanted to do that, but I wanted to break the generational curse another way. Yeah. Which was to create wealth for our families. And so I made that phone call. I told them that I was not going to college anymore and I'm going to pursue real estate. And I jumped out there. Love it. When I jumped out there, I was excited. And like I said, I, I left my comfort zone. It was not easy, guys. Mm. All right. I went into the world of real estate education, looking for the coach and the guru to help me. Right. Going to the free three day seminar. <laughs> if you come here, you will change your life for $10,000. Oh, no. Or. <laughs> If you wanted to have a one-on-one -on -one coach, you got to pay the price of the $30,000 fee, right? I went out there to seek out uh, education from these so-called gurus that supposedly uh, uh, were successful in their endeavor, but did not provide true accountability. Hmm. I kept running across con artists and scam artists, and I got sick and tired of it. 
You know, and at that time when I left college, I was getting any type of job I could, man. Mm. I was a busboy at the rendezvous. You know, I was a valet parker at the Peabody Hotel. Many people know about this. I was a busboy at TGI Fridays at times. And I would save my money and invest in these guys. And I would run into failure. They would get me so hyped. I would feel so good at these seminars. But at the end, they would upsell me. And I would feel like, wow, I can't pay that. Or when I paid the entry-level fee and I applied some of the tactics back home, I couldn't call that guy who was walking across stage. Yeah. Like, when I'm at home, I need you to nego negotiate a deal for me, man. They would give me some bullcrap script, Trey. <laughs> they would say, hey, look, if you read from this script, if you answer your phone, you will get every deal closed. That's bullcrap. How does that feel? What's the psychology behind that? How does that sound? What If I, if, if I want to get with the expert and watch you, why can't I do that? And so I got sick and tired of that. And that burnt a hole inside my heart. And so I went out there on my own to, to, to seek out how I could get deals. Yeah. I started making ultimate sacrifices. I went out there and built relationships. And I failed, I failed, I failed, I failed. I got rejection on top of rejection on top of rejection. I did not get a deal, guys. Yeah. All right? Let me, let me be transparent because most of these so-called coaches don't do this. They always talk about their wins and their gains and what they have, but mm -hmm. they never detail their failures. Mm -hmm. And I went through so much in my first few years of being in the real estate business, specifically wholesaling, guys. And so one of the worst failures that taught me a big lesson was, and this was the misconception. This is what they're teaching on YouTube right now. Mm -hmm. Go out there, find a deal. Lock it down on the contract and then find an end buyer to close the deal. That's the most worst backwards. way. It's, it's, it's backwards. Mm -hmm. That's not how you close a deal in wholesale real estate, guys. And let me be the first to, to just eradicate that idea today. Mm. All right? Let me detail this mistake. And I, it's a small, short story, but no, please do. this is a mistake that I learned, okay, guys? And learn from this mistake because in order to build a solid reputation, you have to do what you say and follow through and tell the truth. OK, mm. so I got tired of the con artists. I got tired of the scam artists. And I said, you know what? YouTube. Right. Let me learn just on YouTube, YouTube University Google and YouTube and just apply myself. I'm, I'm, I'm going to do it. And that's what I did. So I kept running across informational material that said, find the house first, find the house first, find the house first. The buyer's going to come. The buyer's going to come just as long as you make it a deal. OK, so I did some marketing, which was bandit signs. And I had this elderly lady give me a call. Right. Okay. And I got this lead from an area that a lot of buyers do not buy in. I didn't know at the time. It's Bef called North Haven. North Haven. Before we go too much further. Yeah. What is a bandit sign? For the, for the, for the listeners. Out there, listen, you don't know what a bandit sign is. For the, for the listeners out there that does not know what a bandit sign is, guys, it is first, let me tell you this, the first <laughs> easiest fundamental way to attract leads when you're starting out in wholesaling. Okay. okay. If you have ever drove in your car um, on a busy intersection and you stopped at a red light, right? Okay. You may have looked to your right or your left and you seen something on the light post. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> like a, uh, maybe an 18 by 24 inch cardboard or acrylic sign <laughs> that was stamped to the post and it said that we buy houses with a number below it, guys. I think I saw three today, actually. <laughs> that is what you call a bandit sign. Okay. okay? Guerrilla marketing. That's sure. old school guerrilla marketing, Jacob. Yeah. You're right, man. You hit the nail on the head. And uh, that's one thing that I started out. Okay. With. And so I, I did that niche, and uh, I got the phone call. You know, okay. uh, I, I put them out everywhere, right? And, and at that time, I was, I didn't have a lot of money, so I had to, to work hard. And I put out a lot of signs, hundreds of them, okay? There yeah. was something different. I had to separate myself 
from the competition. If, they, if they were doing a little bit, I had to do a lot. All mm -hmm. right. Got this phone call. She said, hey, baby, I have this house. I want you to come look at it. I was excited to even know that someone would call me back from the marketing that I implemented. Right. That's awesome. It worked. Uh, she called me. I said, wow, this is a great house. I said, what's the address, man? Let me look it up. So I looked it up and I learned, and this is the word that I said earlier, I learned that the ARV of that property, the after repair value of the property she was discussing was $60,000. Okay. All right. I said, wow. Uh, she told me that she wanted to downsize. She wanted to liquidate and leave. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do the best that I can to help you out in this situation. But first and foremost, how much do you want for the property? She said, well, baby, I just want anywhere between twenty to 25000 Woo! Okay, here it we go. It sounds good, right? It sounds good, right, guys? Now, from my study, I was only in the business a few years. It says that if you got a property and you're getting it at twenty grand, it's worth sixty. That equity spread is about forty thousand mm. dollars. Okay, that's good. That's good for an attractive mm -hmm. investor to invest in. Mm. So I, I just was like, this is a great deal. That's what I thought. I was so wrong. Uh-oh. All right? I was so wrong, guys. Now, I told this lady, I said, okay, well, listen, if if I can give you 20 for the house, pay your closing costs, would you take this deal? She said, young man, I think I would. I, I would do it. So I said, look, I'm going to come out there tomorrow. I'm going to take pictures, and I'm going to make sure that the repairs aren't too crazy. You know, make sure that they're uh, uh, feasible for the buyer that's going to buy the house, and we're going to get this done for you, okay? She said, no problem. So, guys, I went out there. I took pictures of the property. I got it on the contract. Okay. All right. That's the first goal of a wholesaler to get a deal on the contract. You have to know that you as an American citizen have the right to control a piece of property with the backing of a closing attorney. You don't need a license for that. Stop letting people tell you that you need to be a real estate agent to do this. Because awesome. if you look at that purchase contract, it says and or assigns. You mm. can assign your rights out of a purchase contract to an end buyer. Now, yeah. you can't do this at the kitchen table. You have to be at a title company. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, we're, we're closing attorneys work out of. Not so. just any table. Yeah. Right. And you know, attorneys. They don't work at home. Exactly. <laughs> they don't work at home. And they're not going to do anything illegal. Okay. All right. So yeah. you can feel comfortable. So now you can do that. So I, I, I got her to sign the dotted line at 20 grand. Okay. So I wanted to assign my rights to an end buyer for 25, which I was going to make what, Trey? Five grand. Five grand. I'm on the edge of my seat. I don't know what's right? going yeah. to happen. I've never heard this uh, story. I so about you guys back, nope. back Yeah, home, this is, this is just a, <laughs> I said, you know what? It's something real. I can reveal it down this podcast, and I think this is going to touch a lot of people. And, and this story changed my business forever, and it changed my mindset, right? Okay. So got it locked down. I'm, I'm following everything that I've been studying and seeing online. I'm, I'm like, man, I'm on the right path. I'm on my right. You know, I'm, I'm going to get this deal done. So the first thing I did, I said, all right, I got it locked on the contract. The next thing it teaches you is to get a buyer's list. Mm. Buyer's list, right? Okay. Sounds good. Get you this little list of buyers. Get everybody email addresses and phone numbers and blast it out to them. And that's what I did, guys, because I purchased a list online somewhere. Okay. Some guy had a sale, and I was attracted to it. He sold me, and I'm like 200 buyers. Some of them buying Memphis. I'm going to buy it. So I bought it, like many of us out there probably have been running across. <laughs> you know, I, I know you have. Probably so, in a funnel. In a funnel. <laughs> <laughs> so I said, you know what? I'm going to get this list. We're not talking bad about the funnel now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some, some funnels are great with great intentions, and uh -huh. they do work. All yes. right? You got to remember that, guys. So... And this wasn't with the funnel, by the way. So. Okay. okay. <laughs> some, yeah. Some somebody's funnel. Somebody's funnel. Not right. our funnel. <laughs> right, 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 right. And uh, so I, I had the list. 
guys. And I took the property out. I had the nice pictures because buyers want to see pictures if you're sending them a property prospect. So okay. I sent it to them, and I started to get feedback, and it was it was crazy. The feedback was like, this is a great house, structured right, but why are you in North Haven? We do not buy in North Haven. Mm. I'm like, wow, okay. Uh, so I got more responses in my email, and I said, uh, it, it said, hey, nice house, but didn't anybody teach you not to go in North Haven? Why are mm. you putting any marketing in North Haven? So I started to get a little nervous. Okay. So more responses started hitting my email. No North Haven. No North Haven. Great price, but we don't buy in North Haven. Mm. I was like, oh, man, what have I done something wrong here? I started to get frustrated. I'm like, what I was learning on YouTube and <laughs> all these other uh, so-called educational programs, they told me to do this, and now I'm getting bad feedback. So I started to get my self-confidence started to get mm -hmm. low, man. Mm -hmm. But I, 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 you know, I kept positive and I said, you know what? I need to come up with another alternative quick. All right. So okay. I went to Facebook. Now, mind you, on this contract, I told the seller I had 30 days to close this property. All right. 30 days cash because that's what I was taught to say. Not finance, cash. So she was assuming that I'm going to buy her house cash. Does that make sense? Yeah. All right. So now I went to Facebook. I said, you know what? Social media is my friend right now. I got investors everywhere on here. I'm, I'm, I'm on uh, wholesaling groups. Let me post the, uh, the property up, put pictures up, and maybe I can get some attraction here. Started to get the comment thread, guys. Rico, uh, nice house, man, but you're in North Haven. That's no-no. Everybody knows that. I said, wow. Ooh. So the comment thread starts to get bigger. And it was it turned to a uh, me trying to sell a property to people giving me advice on never to be in North Haven again. Wow. At that time, I knew I did something wrong, and I received a phone call. Guess what the phone call was from? The elderly lady. The elderly lady. All right. And she wanted to know what was going on. I haven't called her in a couple of days. And she said, baby, you know, you came to my house. You said you're going to buy my house cash. And I haven't heard from you. What's going on? I said, ma'am. We're still going good. Uh, everything is, is, is still, you know, okay. Guys, let me stop here. No matter how hard it is to tell the truth mm. in any situation in life and in business, tell it. Yeah. It's going to save you so much time and trouble. Mm. Okay? No matter how hard it is, no matter how much, you know, if you're afraid, you're nervous, do whatever you got to do and get it over with, man. Mm. Tell the truth. Learn from this mistake. I told her we were still good. I said, just look, meet me at the closing at that date, and we're going to be okay. I had one more option that I had to try to maximize. Here locally, and, and everybody know if you're listening, if you're from Memphis, uh, we have a local large networking real estate event. That's called the MIG, okay? The MIG Network. Everybody in real estate meets there. If you're an agent, if you're an appraiser, if you're a property manager, mm. if you uh, work on houses, if you're a banker, everybody goes there to meet. And I said, you know what? This is where I need to go. Okay. <laughs> At this point, I wasn't afraid to talk to people. I felt like this was my last option. And so I went there. And at this point, I went to Kinko's and I printed out some, uh, some nice pictures of the property. You know, mm -hmm. I wasn't showing people on my phone. I had a nice portfolio of the properties on the uh, picture format. And so I went there and I said, I need to show the wholesalers and the buyers that's there. And as, as I went there, I went to go show the buyers the pictures. They just was, they was laughing at me, man. Mm -hmm. They said, Rico, we're looking at this uh, property here. It looks good. But this in North Haven, man. We don't buy it. He looked back. He said, Tom, you want to buy this? <laughs> They look back at me. They said, Tom, uh, we don't want to buy. This is bad. Rico, do not buy in North Haven, all right? Go over there and network with the wholesalers and see if they'll be interested. 
Went to the wholesalers and guys, they told me the same thing. At this point, I felt like everything was done. I felt like I messed up my whole situation and I felt like my career was over. Now, mind you, the next day, guess where I had to be? Closing table. Closing table. When I went to the closing office at Saddle Creek Title, I remember seeing Miss Ruby sit there at that conference table. Thank God Kay Willow was there. She was, she's been in the business for over 30 years as a uh, closing agent. And um, she saw everything that happened, okay? And she was my mom that, you know, in real estate that I said I never had, right? <laughs> <laughs> Shouts out to Kay Wheeler. But, uh, Where's she at? What title office? She's at Apperson and Crump now. Okay. okay. Yeah, she's at Apperson and Crump now. She left Saddle Creek and moved to Apperson and Crump. But I know cool. some of the folks at Apperson and Crump. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. Cool. Absolutely. Yeah, she's at Apperson and cool. Crump right now. So, that's uh, good people. Yeah, great people, especially Kay. So Kay said, uh, she gave me this weird face when I walked in the room. And I, at this point, I knew I had to tell the truth. <laughs> I waited all the way to, to this point table. to mm -hmm. tell the truth, guys. Never do that. All right. Kay looked at me. She had every closing document prepared to get the house sold. She looked at me. She said, Rico, we have everything done, but where's your buyer wiring instructions? She said, we don't have the closing docs for your buyer. Any information? Where's your buyer? So I could tell Miss Ruby. And I looked at Kay, I looked at Miss Ruby, I said, I said, ma'am, I'm so sorry and I apologize for this, but I do not have a buyer for your house and I'm not going to be able to get your house sold today. Uh, I, I made a bad mistake and I marketed in the wrong area. And at that point, Miss Ruby stood out of that chair, I mean, in a very aggressive manner. And she said, what do you mean you do not have a buyer for my house? Young man, you came to my house and promised me that you was going to close on my property. I believed in you. But something, it was something about it. I, I knew something was up. And I said, Miss Ruby, I'm so sorry. I apologize. And in this point, Miss Kay, she stood up. And I, I thank you, Kay. I appreciate you. She <laughs> stood up and she said, look, Miss Ruby, you know, maybe we can work this out. You know, he's just started. He doesn't know too much. I know some investors maybe we can network with to get your house sold. Let's just calm the situation down. And she did that. Wow. All right. Now, Miss wow. Miss Ruby sat down. I sat down. She thought about it. She looked down for a minute. She looked up. She said, you know what? You remind me of a grandson. She said, no matter how hard it is to tell the truth up front, tell me. Mm. All right? It could have saved us a lot of time. And at that moment, to know that she accepted my apology, I felt mm. like it was so much weight lifted off my shoulders. <sighs> man, I just lifted man. weight off my shoulders. You hear that? Yeah, <laughs> yep. like, yeah man. Okay. So, so <laughs> I, I also got I can momentum breathe again. now. Yeah. I also feel momentum now. Yeah. We got momentum. Because that big mistake is out of the way. Yeah. yeah. It's done. The yep. air is clear. You yep. know yep. good and well what the issue was. And now. Man, now the miracle happened. Okay. That entire time, the door was open in the conference office. And Kurt Davis, which was the first real estate investor that I aligned myself with, overheard everything. Wow. He saved me. All right? On top of what Kay did. When I got out of that office, Kurt was right there. All right? Oh, he wow. said, hey, man, I overheard everything that just happened in there. He said, you do not want to do that. He said, don't you ever do that again. He said, Memphis is small, right? It takes 10 years to build a reputation, but only 10 minutes to ruin it forever. Everybody's going to know about the bad wholesaling guy and never who to send a deal to or who to never build a relationship with. Mm -hmm. He said, you have to reverse the process. There is so much garbage online that they're teaching people. This is the facts because I'm a real millionaire, man. I said, really? Then <laughs> 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 my, 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 my ears open and I start to pay attention. He said, man, build relationships with the expert buyers and the money will follow. Awesome. Build relationships with the expert buyers and the money will follow. I was putting money first. 
Money blinded me in my first few years. Mm. I didn't give a damn about building relationships with anybody, man. I just wanted to cut a check. That's not what it's about. Mm. Now, I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with money, guys. You know, we love money. It's a great scorecard to show us we're doing good in the physical lifestyle. But it's not the true aim, right? Mm. We have to learn how to build relationships with people and share common interests with each other. Yeah. And so once, I, I, I mean, Kurt told me that it was like bells ringing in my mind. I was like, I was doing it backwards. Okay, I got it now. So with the silence I had left inside of me, I picked up my energy and I began to build relationships with people. Specifically buyers You want to build relationships with buyers first What is this going to do Rico How is this going to change my business What's this going to do for you is If you build a relationship with an expert real estate investor Right Who has an, an accredited 20 million dollars In his bank account Can provide you with a proof of funds Right You're in the banking industry So you, you, mm. you remember these words These terms Oh yeah uh, A POF statement Right. Which yeah. can show you that that buyer is not a Joe Blow buyer. Like I was going I was I was running across a lot of people who can say they buy, but they didn't even have that money in their account. Yeah. So I began to build relationships with people and that transformed my business. I began to understand where they were buying in, where to spend my money in the marketing. And I transformed my entire wholesaling business. So I started to get deals. I mean, like crazy. OK, fast forward up to now. Uh, by understanding what reverse wholesaling is, that's the concept. Okay. Finding buyers first, then closing your deal. I've ha I have I have wholesaled over 650 deals. Okay, in this eight year period, Woo. I'm 30 years old now, man, and that's I started amazing. eight years ago. Um, and like I said, it hasn't been easy. Mm. Uh, the important part about that process is the self development factor. Uh, I've also led up to write a book called Power Moves, Trey, which details the 11 laws of manifestation and how to unlock the power of your subconscious mind. I believe that's the true power move. OK. Yeah. Understanding the power of affirmations, uh, affirmations. And we say a money affirmation in my coaching program is actually called Mad Paper Coaching. Um, and we have a free class every Saturday at the University of Memphis at 460 South Highland. You can come there anytime. It's free. That's right on um, the corner of. At Midland, Midland and Highland. Yeah, yeah. That they used to be a police station or something. And now, yeah, what, is, what is that did. building now? It's amazing. It used amazing. to be an old beautiful. police station, man. Okay. And uh, next to the old Memphis Library, too. Okay. Uh, right across the street from Fox 13, if you guys can kind of put that image in okay. your mind. It's like this beautiful entrepreneur center they research. Tra they transformed it. Oh. Exactly, Trey. It's an okay. uh, entrepreneurship research center where like mind ideas. Uh, oh, wow. We come in this building and we all work together in different industries. Yeah. You got app developers. Uh, uh, you got people in real estate like me. You got social people. Uh, you got cool. people in the internet, uh, marketing industry. Uh, you have people in programming, uh, okay. coding. So it's, I mean, it's phenomenal. It's really neat. It's I know. I know. There's also one big company that's come out of there recently. That yeah, Sweet Bio. I mean, Sweet they're, Bio, they're a medical technology company. It's they're amazing. actually, yeah, they're big. They're on magazines and stuff <laughs> on TV. So I'm excited to be working with them. Yeah, it's neat. It's yeah. a really cool place. Yeah, so, it is. So, it so is. finish telling about the so the classes on Saturday. Okay. Yeah. At the so, University of Memphis, when is it? Uh, so we have the classes every single every every single Saturday. Most people don't know about. They're like, when is the classes, man? It's every Saturday, unless 
I'm sick. Uh, it's a holiday. My mom is is ill or my father <laughs> is, but it's every single Saturday from 1 to 3 p.m. Uh, it's two hours. Okay. We cover the topics of self-development first. Okay. And then we go into the basics of what wholesale real estate is. Awesome. And I teach people about the revolution. You know, mm. I, I tell people that my coaching program is different from all those other bullcrap programs that's out there. Gotcha. And the reason why is because I give up my resources. Mm. I give you something that I would have wanted when I was struggling. So when you come into my coaching program for the lowest fee, lower than everybody else, right? <laughs> uh, what we do is we give you the buyers first. We give you those actual investors for you to build relationships with. Awesome. And when I say give you, that means that the door is open for you to build a relationship with them and they're ready for you to come in. I love that. We give you the contracts to close the deals. I don't believe in scripts. So every time you close a deal, you're going to have me on the phone to negotiate that deal for you. Beautiful. Which is big. Mm. Okay. Um, also, we also offer brand building tools. If we've closed over six to seven deals, we want to put you on the news here locally live. Cool. You know, and, and highlight <laughs> your story, you know. So I think that's phenomenal, man, to give yeah. these students these real resources. And I can't forget about the online school. You know, mm. when you register, you got over 25 videos from the self-development lessons and the wholesale real estate lessons as well to take you to another platform uh, in life. And I that's think huge. that's phenomenal, man. So, yeah. So how many students have you helped thus far get a deal done? I mean, it's, Oh wow. It's a lot, right? God, God <laughs> has been, God has been good in my life, man. Okay. He has, he has blessed me, uh, with this vessel mm. to really help people. And we have helped over 400 customers, wow. uh, that has been through this program in the past four years, man. So over a hundred people a year. I just want to make sure I heard that correctly. Yeah. Four hundred customers. Four <laughs> four hundred customers. And that's a Amazing. fact. Uh if, if people out there you want to see this, just go on my Instagram. You can follow me at, at Mad Paper. That's one word and Facebook. Perfect. Uh you can also go to YouTube and look at the testimonials, but just scroll and look at all the people who have been through Saddle Creek title holding up a check. <laughs> and you'll be your 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 thumb will get tired. <laughs> and, and that's that's transparent. <laughs> I don't have to sell Jacob this said our thumbs are gonna get tired. I love yeah. it. I love Seriously, it. Man. Jacob, I've heard Rico's story, and I mean, I haven't heard that story specifically. So, thank you so much for sharing that. I think that was beautiful. Yeah, I mean, our, yeah our absolutely. Are gonna love it. that. Absolutely. That's, oh, this is gonna. Crush. What are some yeah, yeah. What are some of your questions, though, Jacob, for Rico, just in general? I, I'd love to know, after, man. After hearing that, I, yeah, sure. I, I took a couple notes. You probably saw me typing over here. I was not ignoring you. Oh wow, when you, <laughs> that's cool, when, man. When you say a couple, when you say certain things, and it aligns with either a personal experience or, or something that I know that. You know the guys here at Be Known have had the conversations about. Right. Um, there's a few things that I noticed in that you kind of just flew by, but it was just part of your story. Cool so I'll let beans. you keep rolling. Bring it back. We're, we're gonna call this the flyby section. Bring it back because yeah. this, is, this keeps coming up. It, Jacob goes, we flew by this, but we're gonna come back. So yeah. welcome for your bring it back, Jacob. You know, bring it back. Now. If you want to sponsor this, that's fine. <laughs> you know, if you're hearing that, Fred Smith. You there, know, there's just so, so we call this the the FedEx flyby zone. There's so many little, just like <laughs> yeah. whether it be a little phrase or a word that you say specifically that okay. that just hits right and, and i think uh especially in your story i moved away from the city that i grew up in in, in northeast arkansas is where i'm from okay i grew up in that city for like 23 years wow and then bailed and came to memphis okay and, and it was all on kind of a leap of faith more yeah. or less of i want opportunity i can't find opportunity i've got to sacrifice something right and i'd already owned a home so like i wow. still own a home there Okay. So not only am I on that side of the real estate, but I also did mortgages while I worked at the bank. bank. So I'm very involved in your world. Yeah, um, awesome. But what, one of the things that you kind of you kind of flew by was that you said uh, it, it's different than all the other coaching programs yes. out there. Yes. And so yes. I love that because that's what we're doing. Okay. 
Okay. That's what Trey and I and Daniel and the Be Known team are doing right now is because there's a lot of false prophets, and this is, I coined this term like a week ago, uh, there's a lot of false prophets That's in so the true. in the marketing world. So you yeah. get on YouTube, you get on you you search for blogs. You're going to find information that leads you into that spot mm-hmm. where it's just nothing. That's right. And then you realize that when it's too late, you've invested time, you've invested money, you've invested what you thought was your knowledge into this, and then it's like, wait a minute, this didn't work. Mm. And so to hear you say that from your standpoint, and then for me. Uh, with my just cutting my teeth, what we talked about before we started recording, just cutting my teeth and learning it on my own. Like I could not trust anything. I actually, to learn social media marketing, yeah, I got off social media. Wow. Because I wanted to use it as a tool and not a priority. So um, it's big. Yeah. I, I love that part about going against the grain because we're trying to cut through that noise. You're cutting through the noise in the wholesaling industry. Yeah. We're cutting through the noise in the marketing industry. But the thing, the part of your story that I think that I found so, uh, relatable Mm -hmm. was when you said it it, finally like you're sitting there at the closing table and it's like well here it is like you just told him about your mistake you've just it's all out in the open now and that dude is standing right outside the door who's steps ahead of you in his entrepreneurship journey in his wholesale real estate journey that he steps there and and the answer that you've been looking for everywhere else just smacks you in the face man that's so true <laughs> and so what's what's incredible and i've got chill bumps right now because <laughs> yeah that's what happened when trey walked in my office at the bank mm. now i have chill bumps wow <laughs> and, and are we and, passing them around the table so the crazy yeah. thing is and, <laughs> I, and i'm not sure if trey knows this or not uh i don't think i've ever um, told you this but I'm so this is gonna be blushing. news to him too but like well before i knew trey mm-hmm. i think i was watching his like live facebook stories when he had the vita iv thing so like like a year ago i was watching trey on live like man this guy's got the same name from this dude back in jonesboro what is he doing i'll do that yeah don't get me started on trey stafford in jonesboro (laughs) trey stafford (laughs) if you are listening to this podcast please call me i will buy your domain today you tell me how much i will buy it that's all i have to say about yeah. Trey Stafford and Jonesboro. Anyway, wow. and so, and so, <laughs> I need that website. You got the domain, Trey. We need it. So if there's one thing I knew about Trey is that he was an entrepreneur. And if there was one thing Thank that you, I Jake. knew that I wanted to be was that. Yeah. And that, mm. you know, where wow. where I was in the, the city that I was living in, the people that I was surrounded myself with, I just didn't really have a ton of, if any people in my corner that were entrepreneurial minded. That's mm. right. So I didn't have that person that if I bounced this idea off of would be like, that's a hell of an idea. Let's roll with it. And then for the next three weeks, we're up till four in the morning getting it knocked out. And then I met these guys and it was like, Hey, I've been doing everything that you guys do the hard way for like five years. And it was like when they stepped in and these guys were like, Oh yeah, this is what we do. Here's exactly how we do it. It was like the light switch came on that all of the stuff, all of the books, Hundreds of books that I've been reading, similar wow. to you. It's like the professional development journey, That's right. the personal development journey. All of that culminated with finally crossing paths with somebody steps ahead of their journey. And that is That's so important man. because um, there's a lot of folks who are scared to go and reach out to those people. They're, they're scared so to go and right. hope that that person is going to walk into their life. And if you keep pushing and you keep pushing, it's going to suck. Yeah. I mean, you've been there. I've Phobia. been there. Trey's been yeah. there. It's going to suck, but that person will show up. That person will show That's up. That's faith, right? That's there. faith. That's faith. And you got to have some form of faith, man. And I, I really believe that. I think that it's phenomenal, man, that you, you, you know, you got that out of the entire situation. Um, guys, if, if you're in a situation where you're sick and tired in your situation and you want to make a change, you got to think about that that dark place in your life where you just don't want to go back to. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I, I talk about overcoming your pain in class as well. 
you have to learn how to take that pain and overcome it into triumph. You know, mm. and for me, guys, I'm I'm like a madman to this. I have to win because if I lose, my mom and dad suffers. It's it's not a plan B for me like most people. You know, mm. they say, well, I, I got this job over here. If this doesn't work, I just get back hired. I don't have a plan B. That it's been cut off because if I tell my subconscious mind I have a plan B, I'm I'm, I'm cutting it short for myself, mm. right? You got to burn all bridges, not with relationships, but I'm talking about with those doubts and fears. Burn them up and, and face that fear. And, you know, everything I'm doing is in, in honor of my late grandfather. Mm -hmm. Okay. We didn't talk much about that, but I'm going to speak on it since yeah, we're talking in the podcast. And, and, and he gives he gives me the main motivation that I need every single day to win. Uh, my grandfather was like a father to me, Eddie Walker. Um, and he was killed. He was murdered in a carjacking at 83 years old. Okay. Mm. He was just coming home just to go to bed, man. The most innocent man, you, the sweetest man you will ever meet in your life, uh, was taken away from me August 23rd, 2016, in the process of building mad paper coaching, in the process of being successful in wholesale real estate. That was the most dire and darkest times of my life. Mm. All right. And you got to remember, that was my father figure. But we got a phone call at like 12 that my my grandfather was shot. And I, I couldn't I, I couldn't believe it because it was my mom. And she was screaming hysterical, hysterically in the phone saying, hey, granddad got shot. I'm like, what? What is going on? So we we, we hurried up. We, we rushed to the house. But by the time we rushed to the house, granddad was rushed to the emergency room and we, we rushed to the emergency room there. You know, hoping that granddad was okay because, guys, at 83, he was strong. This man was was physically healthy. He could run. Mm. He could dance. You know, he had all the health in the world. And so I remember rushing there and seeing everybody, my immediate family, my mom, my auntie, my cousins, my grandmothers, uh, uh, people from Mississippi rushed in. And it was just such a, a, a dire time because... The doctor brought us in the room where granddad was shot and he was losing blood profusely. It was just just coming out of him. And I remember looking at his face and never forgetting that image and him holding my hand and, and him looking at me like, man, I'm trying, but I'm not going to be here. Yeah. And I remember seeing my grandfather take his last breath. And guys, let me tell you something that did something to me. OK, yeah. I went down. I know I know how it is and I'm speaking my pain and I'm not I know you have pain. Everybody has different levels of pain, but this pain for me was dire. And I went through a low point. Okay, I almost lost my faith in this. I had to pick myself back up because in, in, in that time the enemy will attack you because now it's easy. Now you're now you're ready to lose your life. You will get depressed. You will go to drugs. You will go hang around miserable people who will bring you down. And I had that choice, guys. I had to make a choice with myself. And in that time, I had to be a man as well, guys. I want you to know that. In that depressed state that I was in, I said, you know what? I don't want to do mad paper coaching anymore. I don't know. I don't want to do real estate anymore because I don't have the figure alive to show this man what I have done. I, I can't show granddad I'm a success. But in that dark time, I would hear him talk to me, guys. And that's what pulled me back up. He would tell me. And this, and this is stuff that he would say when he was alive. Grandson, you know I'm not going to be here too long. You know I'm not going to be alive too long. I want you to take advantage of your time. Make sure you're doing what you have to do as a man. Because when I leave, you got to take care of your mom. Who's going to look out for your mom? And I would hear that laying in my bed knowing my granddad was not there anymore. And I would pull myself back up. And I would say, no, I'm not going to let this defeat me. And so I took that energy that God 
mysteriously gave me that night. And I said, God does exist. I do believe in God. I, that, that is where my faith is. And so, man, I picked myself back up. And I, and I, and I can't tell you the level of energy I had to, 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 to be a beast. Man, so it was it was like the rejections that that that, that comes now. It's like it's nothing. I, I could yeah. talk to a hundred people a day, and it's nothing to me, man. If I don't have any money today, I will go door knock and find me a deal. I'm not giving myself no weak ass excuse on why I can't be a success. Yeah. All right. So this is deeper than the money for me. And so I advise everybody out there, whatever pain you have in your life, don't be a weak ass person to that pain. Pull yourself up, turn that pain into triumph, and become a success, man. Absolutely. And I just had to, That's to, power to share right that. There, man. Woo! Yeah, That's man. what I'm talking about. Thank I was still so ready to be like, it's a paradigm shift. And I'm standing up. Going. I'm yeah. standing up right now. <laughs> man. Oh, man. Absolutely. That's beautiful. Rico, we cannot thank you enough for the stories that you've shared, for opening up and, and motivating the, the us. I mean, honestly, me and Jacob were both like, oh, I got fire on my stomach. I'm like, I'm... I'm going door knocking this afternoon. Yes, I mean, man. I have that feeling in my in my stomach, and I, and I know that if you're out there listening and you're hearing what Rico is saying and, and you've heard the story today, I know that you feel the same way. Absolutely, Rico. Thank you so much. Anytime, Trey. Your time. Call me anytime, man. I'll make some time for it. Beautiful, Rico. You said follow you at Mad Paper. Yes, one word. Follow me at Mad Paper on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Facebook too. <laughs> it's yeah. Rico Smith. R I C O. Uh, I should pop up. I, I hope, love it. I hope I do. How did you come up with Mad Paper? I've got to get it in. Oh, oh this is yeah. huge. No, it's great. And, and I'm I glad think, you asked that, Jacob. It, it, man. It's so funny you said it because I was about to ask <laughs> And I've got one comment thing. after that, but that, no. those are my last two things. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay, yeah, cool. Go, go ahead. Let's know. Uh, right. So with Mad Paper, you know, I, I came up with that term. Actually, I went to New York and, you know, I would hear how people would talk. I'm a Southern guy, right? So <laughs> I would, I, I walked Times Square, Jacob, and I would hear like cool people like, man, mad, mad money, man, mad money, son. Or they would say mad paper. I was like, that's a cool term yeah. <laughs> to, to, you know, associate with money. And uh, also, if you could remember, uh, there was John Kramer on CSNBC. Do you okay. remember mad the show? Money. Mad money. It's still on. <laughs> when you work at a bank, you see that every day. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. I. It's on mute it's with, <laughs> the ca- with the captions. <laughs> that's true. That's true. So hey, I, I wanted that Don't money. Don't started on the market. It's going to crash. It's coming. It's coming. It is coming. Yeah, so, Jacob, uh, the MAD is an acronym. I said, you know what? I'm going to take the MAD and uh, make a nice meaning with it. And the MAD is an acronym for making a difference. Yeah. All right? mm-hmm. I want to make a difference in my community through real estate and self-development. Huge. And that's what we're doing with the uh, positive information that we're providing. Uh, so, MAD paper, making a difference and making a whole bunch of money in the process. Mm. I love that. Uh, so I think after hearing your Cheddar. story, too, I think Sorry. people yeah. completely can can not only hear that okay it stands for making a difference but believe it believe it after absolutely. hearing that story i'm i'm yeah. sure they can believe it there's i want you to give us your your comment and yeah. then i yeah. have i want rico to to share with us one thing after that so so okay. what's your comment sure. jacob I was just going to say we got to hoop sometime now. Oh, okay. yeah. Because okay. <laughs> I'm a huge basketball fan. Oh, we it. can hoop, man. Yeah, I, love I love basketball. That was my first love. Me I too. learned a lot from from Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan. I was a Michael Jordan fanatic. Those were my huge. first self-development uh, coaches. Okay. <laughs> you know, Mike got cut from the high school team. Yeah. yeah. And he became one of the greatest players ever, and he practiced and worked hard. So I, I learned know a lot from those guys. He's a billionaire. I know the, the Pete Maravich basketball Pete ball Pete handling Maravich. tapes like the back of my wow. head. Okay. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. We're going to relate. I'm tall. Did you collect basketball cards? No. Okay, cool. No, I, I, I was just so into playing. Gotcha. Like, I just played. I ended up quitting all the other sports to play basketball. And 
that's a totally different yeah. topic. Yeah. Yeah. We got to get on the court. We got to get on the court. Raised me as a, dad raised me as a point guard, trained me to be a point guard, and then I grew. Oh, wow. And so I've got that just like court vision that's just ingrained in my mind from that's that's the okay. time. So we got to play. Yeah. Okay. We got to play. I'm going to let y'all hold that down. <laughs> uh, Trey, although Trey, I will say yesterday. Trey can film it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, referee. You can referee, yes, referee the game. Oh, referee the game. I will say, though, yesterday I shot a basketball for the first time in a long time. Yesterday I shot one shot, one three, wet. Wow. Mm. I was wearing my slacks, my button down, everything. And I, I was like, man, we should have had that on video for TikTok. But we didn't. <laughs> um, yeah. I want you to share with us the affirmation. That, that we go through and that you go through every single Saturday. And if you're out there listening, you know, this is something that you should continue to say to yourself. And we're actually, I mean, as soon as Rico's done with his affirmation, we're going to close out the podcast. Not yeah. another word. Say this to yourself every single day, a minimum 10, maybe 100. 100. Over 100. Over 100. Get it, get it drilled in the subconscious. The, the reason affirmations don't work for you is because you're thinking that all you have to do is say it to yourself five times and Ooh. just say it. It's a it's an exercise, guys. It's I just if it. you were trying to get that bicep and, and, and that chest bigger uh, in the gym, rep, repetition. Okay, reps. So a lot of reps. them. A hundred reps. And minimum. Minimum. A day. Yes. Of this affirmation. Rico, share it with us. Here it is. I am so happy and grateful now. That money comes to me in increasing quantities through multiple sources on a continuous basis. I'm going to say it one more time. I am so happy and grateful now that money comes to me in increasing quantities through multiple sources on a continuous basis. That will help you attract wealth and have an abundant mindset so you can vibrate on that frequency to attract what you need give it to him one more time Rico I am so happy and grateful now that money comes to me in increasing quantities through multiple sources on a continuous basis